0: Hello, everyone! Uh, it's a good time to be Indigenous. You're here with your boy Cody and Devin Destiny. Hello, guys. And Jay Falcus from Falcus Media. Hello, guys. Hey, welcome to another episode.
1: Here we are. <laughs> Woo!
0: And we are uh, repping the festive colors. We
1: are. You know what? We didn't actually even really plan this technically. No. You had already planned your outfit. I planned mine. And then we shared <laughs> it with each other. And we were like, no way. Nice.
0: <laughs> I was really happy that we were both on the same wavelength on uh, yeah. on you know, being a little festive, uh, given the tis the season.
1: Well, you know what? You should have brought your little Grinch tree. We could have put it right here.
0: Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That would have been super cute. I love that they're even selling those things.
1: Yeah. Well, who doesn't love the Grinch? Right. Uh, I think we all relate somewhat to the Grinch because we all have that like little bit of crabby grouch soul within us. Yeah. That we see (laughs) bits of ourselves in the Grinch and anybody that hates the Grinch. It's like you're hating yourself.
0: Yeah. Right. A little bit. Maybe. (laughs) i don't know there's some real gung-ho christmas loving folks out there
1: i know several yes several like one of my friends um she's an esthetic well not an esthetician she's a lash tech and she i think she has like four christmas trees in her house or something isn't that four something like that (laughs) (laughs) i know it's so cool i used to love going to her house around christmas time because it was just you know, Christmas balls to the wall.
0: Talk about rocking around the Christmas trees.
1: <laughs> All the halls were decked. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. Oh man, we we have a we got a nice tree. Um, yeah. Sarah's like bugged me for a few years. Like, can we get a real tree? And I've always said no because I. As a kid, uh, we tried having a real tree. My allergic reaction was not good. Oh, no. So we just always had fake trees forever. And then Sarah's like, do you think we could try and have a real tree? I'm like, yeah let's do it like i don't know maybe things have changed and i can handle a, a real tree but then with all the fires and everything most places aren't selling christmas trees i know right now a lot
1: of people lost trees too uh to the drought
0: yes yeah yeah exactly so we went to canadian tire and she we sprung for this really nice tree already has a lights already like incorporated with it yeah and uh yes yeah, it's, a, it's a nice tree so
1: That's awesome. We used to get, we used to go and pick out real trees, um, until we got cats.
0: Oh, and,
1: um, it was, it got to a point where I was so defeated every day because I would fix the tree right up perfectly. (laughs) I swear we tied, we even tried tying it to the wall. Um, somehow those little buggers would mess around in the tree and I'm sure other cat moms and dads can relate to this, but those Little turkeys would flip the tree like upside down and I would get home from work or Ryan would get home from work and there'd be water all over the floor, <laughs> smashed bulbs everywhere. And we were like, this is a fire hazard. And also you cats suck. <laughs> so, <laughs> we were like, let's do a fake tree because they're pretty sturdy. They stand up really yeah. good. So we are, we're back to a fake tree now. And we, I miss the smell of a yeah. real tree.
0: Yeah, I I don't even remember what they smell like. They <laughs> smell so good. Do they? Yeah,
1: they do. Especially when they're starting to dry out. That's when they like perfume the house.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I know that with uh Christmas Um, what was I going to say about Christmas trees and cats? I was going somewhere. I had a train of thought. My train of thought has been everywhere today. Um, (laughs) I can't think of it. Oh yes. Now I remember I was going to say, so my grandpa and grandma had these really cool old school lights that would heat up and bubble. What? So it was like a big base, like, you know, about like half the size of my fist. Yeah. And then like, it would be a little stem about the size of my finger and then it would bubble. And these were lights that would go all the way around the tree.
1: That is weird. They
0: were so cool. The that coolest is so lights. Cool. That but, sounds
1: like something that belongs like at an EDM concert or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't know uh, they. We couldn't find them. I don't know what I think they got thrown out probably. They're probably oh, a fire hazard at this point. Like
1: maybe. Yeah. Oh, that'd be neat to find stuff like that.
2: Mm.
0: I'm
1: I'm I didn't like our tree came with lights already too. Nice. So I don't buy any extra Christmas lights except for the ones that I put all over like the house and stuff, right? And I went a little nuts with decorations this year.
0: Okay. So here's here's a question then. When you decorate your tree, are you the type of person that's like, you know, a little a little bit of garland and some lights and the star on top, some, you know, some ornaments and we're good. Or yeah. are you like coating that thing in tinsel, oh God, garland, no. all of that? Like,
1: you know what? I'm a simple person, easy setup, easy takedown.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: I'm well, if I, I, when I used to go like crazy like that, yeah, it would stay up till February and Ryan would be just livid because <laughs> it was too much for me to take down. It was annoying because after the holidays, I'm all gassed out. And after being so busy, I'd be like, Ah, but it's so pretty in here too. It makes me feel so happy being in Christmas <laughs> Wonderland. So I would leave it up for too long. So now it's just simple, simple okay. put up, simple takedown.
0: So would you say Christmas is like your favorite holiday of the year then?
1: Oh, uh, you know what? I don't really have a favorite holiday. Okay. Um, I love Christmas because I love being with my family. Right. But I love like turkey dinner. So I guess like anything to do with like Christmas and um, and you know, what's sad is that I don't like to say Thanksgiving because we still ha- we still do turkey dinner. Yeah. But we don't like celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, so, well,
0: I mean, Thanksgiving is totally different in Canada than it is mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah. Right. Very different contexts.
1: Yeah. Very true.
0: Um, so I think it's I think it's I would say it's OK to have Thanksgiving. It, yeah. Well,
1: yeah, it is. Right. And, and I think it's, I don't know it this, maybe this is another topic for another time talking about Thanksgiving. Cause we are about to go into Christmas, right? <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I've always felt uncomfortable around Thanksgiving, just knowing the history of it all. And like how many people are still like fighting, mm. um, the true history of it, let's yeah. just say that. So I get exhausted on the point of it and I'm like, shut up and just give me some turkey, okay? <laughs> Better yet, give me the stuffing and then you stuff it. <laughs> so, <laughs> those are just my uh, vibes sometimes. Yeah. My hangry vibes.
0: <laughs> mm, you know, I always, you know, there's one thing I really appreciated about like ho- family gatherings for like holidays and it was, I always enjoyed watching my mom and dad work in a kitchen together. Oh, that's cute because they just, they just made magic. You know, Mm. it was just, they just knew what to do. There's a little bit of arguing, always a little bit of like, get out of my way and you know, whatever, (laughs) but it was always love. It was always like, they just put on the meal for the entire family and it was always like really special. So I, um, you know, I remember, uh, last Christmas, um, (laughs) I kid you not, I made the best Turkey ever
1: ooh ever yeah
0: because i learned that uh you know despite family traditions (laughs) uh the best way to cook a turkey is by getting a thermometer and checking the internal temperature because if you just bake it based on what grandma or grandpa handed down over the years it's just it's it's not going to always turn out great but if you just have a thermometer plug it in there and you wait for it to be at that right temperature. Yeah. It's moist. The meat falls off the I bone easily. <laughs> I hate that word. Moist? I
3: hate that word. Pause. <laughs> I cannot
1: crack a smile when somebody says that word. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, God, I'm a child.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be, I think I'm going to have to throw that out there every once in a while. No. It's just,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are, <laughs>
1: So
0: you're nice. What's another what's another word? How can you tender? How, t- is okay, tender. Yeah. <laughs> <I> Do
1: <don't> know. <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting to hear that word today. <laughs> Slightly caught off guard.
0: Oh, that was good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I felt very good about that turkey and like awesome. just just when you take on that role, when you put on family dinners, because you know yeah. your parents do it for years, but then you have, you know, not that I, I don't have any children, but like when you maybe it's like, hey, you know what, we're gonna do Christmas at my house this yeah. year. Like when it when it kind of shifts, yes. And when you put on a, a Christmas dinner, it's it's a lot, and it is
1: it, tons of work. Tons of work, but it feels yeah. good. Yeah, it does.
0: It feels really good. So,
1: do you crank Christmas music or like holiday music, whatever holiday it is, when you're doing your you're cooking. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, have to stay in the spirit. Yeah, there's a lot less cuss words that come out of my mouth in the kitchen <laughs> when I'm listening to Holly Jolly something.
0: Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, honestly, after the Prospera Christmas market we did, yeah, uh, I I'm quite okay if I don't hear Christmas music again for no a very long time. No
1: doubt, I I could understand that 1,000 percent.
0: It was nonstop,
1: it's overwhelming,
0: like on repeat.
1: Yeah. You like, wouldn't last one second in the North Pole.
0: No, no. <laughs> and you know what? The more the more we talk about Christmas, I'm starting to realize that I am more like the Grinch. And we do have a lot in common. So,
1: Oh, well, there you go. You okay. know, I,
0: <laughs> like being in China and like not having your like authentic or more traditional style of Christmas. Yeah. Like my first year in China yeah. for Christmas, you know where me and my friends went for for Christmas dinner.
1: Karaoke bar.
0: Oh, no mcdonald's
1: oh wow (laughs) that's awesome though no
0: no it was not awesome it was terrible i can't believe like we 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 literally had breakfast and lunch there
1: yeah i'd expect that from somebody who was like an american (laughs) (laughs) it
0: was uh, a couple canadians and a few australians yeah
1: okay yeah well, geez, like, what well, I guess, like, what do they celebrate there, um, for this time of year?
0: I mean, Christmas in China is very commercial. Okay. So it's just like all the advertisements or, you know, Santa and festive and holiday shopping, but yeah. it's not, it's, it's growing. It's a culture that's growing in China where more people are starting to partake in the setting up of trees and oh, gift giving okay. and stuff, but it's really yeah. more just a, uh,
1: like a showy kind a showy of, thing. okay. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. That must've been so like different being there and experiencing, um, like these kind of holidays while being over there. So that's really cool having to experience that yeah. or not experience that.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we had to make it our own, you know, yeah. we really had to come together as a, you know, whatever foreigners were in the, you know, in the area or our, our group of friends or coworkers, you know, we just kind of had to band together and, and, just make a christmas for ourselves.
1: McDonald's Christmas.
0: McDonald's Christmas. Nice. And then, you know, years down the road when I moved to Wuxi, yeah. um there's a Australian bar called Red Lion. Uh shout out to uh, Stu and Les. Um you know, they they still run that bar and but they decided that it was important to have a Christmas gathering. Yeah. And so we they worked out a deal with uh, another local restaurant that was like kind of a high-end restaurant. Yeah. And we did Christmas buffet.
1: Oh, wow. So it was like
0: a buffet dinner and you got a gift and you got an open bar. Nice. And so we would just get wasted and eat Christmas food and we'd sing Christmas songs and like it was really awesome. So it was like
1: karaoke. (laughs) It turned into that. Yeah, it
0: absolutely did. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Super fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Are you cooking turkey dinner this year?
0: Well, we'll be in Ontario this nice. year. Uh, we're going to have Christmas with Sarah's family because, you know, COVID, we couldn't go last year. Yeah. And then so, we, you know, she hasn't been with her family for a couple of years now. So it's important that we uh, get to go over there and she gets to spend time with her family.
1: 100%. I think that's like the hardest time about the holidays. Like that's the biggest thing that gives me the most anxiety is coming from a family where my parents were divorced and then remarried and then Ryan's parents were divorced and then oh, into yeah. new
3: relations. So right, we have like, right.
1: it's like we have six households that we have to hop around <laughs> to. So once we had kids, we were like, uh, uh-uh, we're not hopping around all year anymore. Like we, it's like our feet, we were all, we hit the ground running every day and it was so overwhelming.
3: Yeah. And
1: it was like that since we were kids. Right. Yep. So now we have it planned so that on christmas eve we go to one house uh christmas day we do at our house and then boxing day we go do with the other side of the family and we try to like make it all work so we see everyone
0: (laughs) that's a lot of turkey
1: it is it is (laughs) yeah and you know what ryan's always the same thing too he's just like you know what after the holidays i'm quite good on turkey dinner until february or not february um
0: april april wait when's easter april i think it's april jay you want to look that up
1: am <laughs> so just kidding okay yeah I'm like april. he probably knows off the top of his head <laughs> so i should know this um but yeah so we, we get the same way it's just like you can you can overdo it on turkey it's the turkey coma yeah and yeah no doubt
0: do you do like uh, in in the uh, since you have like a few different households you got to visit. Is yeah. there a combination of turkey and ham or is it just straight turkey or? Uh,
1: sometimes. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it is. I think it depends on who's cooking and, and whatnot. It like when we do it at our house, we do, um, we do turkey, we do ham, we do like Brussels sprouts and then we do potatoes, mashed potato or uh, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, all those other. And then we have a bunch of sides and yeah. all, the, all the hors d'oeuvres and all that stuff too. Right.
0: Hors d'oeuvres. Yes. Hors d'oeuvres. Yes. Christmas
1: well like a charcuterie board and stuff. Okay, that's like an hors d'oeuvre thing. What okay? Wait,
0: maybe maybe I'm not sure what an hors d'oeuvre is per se. So what is it? What's an hors d'oeuvre
1: hors d'oeuvre is like so like we do um, we do like a charcuterie board Uh, sometimes we'll do like bacon wrapped asparagus or like, you know, like little mini snacks And like like little quiches Okay, okay. Okay. I have to share something too for the longest time. I thought (laughs) I thought quiche was pronounced (laughs) <laughs> so this my little thing. I got to admit here is like so for so long. I was like, "Mom, some 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 the quishies," and she's like, "The what?" <laughs> yeah, I was easily. I was corrected very fast. Yeah, the quishies. the quishies.
0: I think I'm gonna start calling them that. Quishies. Quishies. Yeah. I've. I don't think I've ever had. I don't. I might have had quiche once in my life.
1: It's so good. I'm like, is it I, the egg thing? Yeah. It's like okay. an egg pie. Egg pie. I know it's weird, but it's good.
0: So, it sounds interesting.
1: Yeah. They're okay. yummy. I like the ones that are like ham and cheese or like bacon and cheese. And then there's some that are like, um, like, yeah, there's some that are like spinach and cheese. And, you know, you can go on with them. And I don't know. I combine all of it when I make my own. And they're so fucking amazing. It's so nice. Good. Yes. Nice
0: yeah um so let's uh let's check check in in. yeah let's do it so how was uh how's your week
1: oh my gosh it was chaotic (laughs) (laughs) it was chaotic um i've got something going on with my horse right now uh since we had to move him into his own stall He has developed this thing in his man parts where it's like, cause he hasn't been moving around as much. Okay. And because we had such poopy weather for a while, I wasn't taking him out and taking him for his walks and all of that. And so he developed this thing. So of course I call my, my one horse guru friend where I'm like, Hey, like we've got a problem here. I remember you had something like this with your horse and she gave me some info on it. So I have to keep an eye on him. Um, I won't go too into detail because like, some people are like, they don't want to hear that. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, so I'm dealing with him right now. Uh, we have a bunny living in our house. Um, I think, did I say that last time we were on?
0: Um, is it the same bunny that I saw outside? Is that like uh, when I came over there? And you were feeding the pigs, and or watering the pigs, and then you had a couple of bunnies outside in the coop? So
1: yeah, those two bunnies, they stay in there, and then there was another bunny that was in his own, and oh. I moved him just for the winter, because we our plan was was to move the bunnies in with the pig, and have the bunnies rooming with the pig with the heat lamp drop down. Ah. And the pig, she's a bit of an asshole, <laughs> she is so strong, she flipped his hutch upside down, and the poor dude... like. like. I thought he was gone I was quite convinced like maybe she ate him I don't know because I couldn't find him oh no and anyways I waited around it was like two days I couldn't find him then I found him and then um yeah, it was it's was really funny cuz like I brought him back down to the house and I walked in and I was like, "Hey, someone's going to come live with us for a bit because we got to <laughs> figure out a new living arrangement for him." And right. Ryan was like, "Absolutely not." And I was like, "It's happening." <laughs> so uh, so we have a bunny living with us now and okay. he he stays in my studio where I do my readings and it's funny because I do virtual readings and every now and then I'll have a client that's like what was that that just ran behind you? And I'm like, what? And then I like get freaked out. I'm like, what do you mean? And then like, oh, that, that's a bunny. You have a bunny in your house? Yeah, it just runs around. Yeah. So
0: they're like, what was that? You're like, was that a, was that a, like a spirit or like, what What do you, like, what did you see?
1: Well, initially, cause that's usually what we're talking about, right? When then yeah. they're like, what was that? And I'm like, hmm,
0: what? Oh, <laughs> that's like, funny.
1: It's cute, it's fun. And uh, readings have been busy. Um, i've been working on uh kind of getting our instagram a little bit more um attention as well so i've been that i've been doing my homework i've been doing my insta and like social media homework i've been i actually fell asleep on the couch last night i stayed up i caught up on reservation dogs yes and so we can talk about that finally yeah and um also, like I, I watched a bunch of YouTube tutorials, which some of them, I'm not gonna lie, I fast forwarded through because people talk too much, you know, <laughs> as somebody, I'm like somebody who talks too much, but when it's other people, sometimes I'm like, uh, you know, I'm also a little bit hyperactive, so I can't sit through things for too long. Right, right. <laughs> I get up and start doing stuff, okay, right? Can you
0: just get to the good bit, please? <laughs>
1: yeah, just show me what I need to do. Get <laughs> yeah. to the chase. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so been doing that and then, um, do, do, do. I guess mentally preparing myself with excitement for my 30th birthday.
0: Hey. (laughs) Wow. You're welcome. You're going to be a part of the Dirty 30 Club.
1: I'm so hyped to be welcomed into the Dirty 30 Club.
0: It's a good place to be.
1: I honestly, I feel like, you know what's so funny? I feel like 20s are for when we're finally figuring our shit out. And then 30s is when we're getting our shit together.
0: I would say that would be true for women, I think think for men, it's probably like the thirties when we're still figuring things out and the forties is when we're like, okay, you know, we're, we're, we're getting things kind of done.
1: Well, it is, it is scientifically known that women do mature faster than men. Absolutely. I mean, I, whatever. I'm like, I'm not a scientist, (laughs) so I can't say that's a matter of fact, but that's just what I've heard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I'm not going to argue that. I, I, I've seen it. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what's going on in Cody's world?
0: Um, well, speaking of, uh, dirty 30 clubs, yes. uh, I just hit the 36 milestone.
1: <laughs> so you are now closer to 40 than you are to- <sighs>
0: That That hurts a little. I know.
1: <laughs> Ryan said the same thing when I said
0: it to him too. <laughs> oh, uh, shout out to Ryan. Hey man, I'm there. I'm with you. Yep. You're not alone anymore. <laughs>
1: oh, it's all good. It's awesome. <laughs> it
0: It is. And uh, so yeah, I just celebrated my 36th uh, born day. Um, and it was good. It, uh, you know, we went and I went and played frisbee golf uh, with a few of my friends and I won.
1: Nice. Where do you guys go and play?
0: Uh, we usually go on weekends. We either go play salmon arm. Yeah. Or we'll play Fallow uh, nice. Ridge, which is out in Coldstream. Awesome. Um, and it's like a, uh, uh, it's in, you know, this guy named Ken. It's in his backyard. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like you're playing through the forest. You're playing through trees and shrubs and bushes. And That's
1: awesome. You're playing in the
0: elements. So you yeah. you really have to, like, it's a challenge. But Frisbee it's, golf. Yes. <laughs> Frisbee golf. I kid you not. This is my second favorite sport.
1: You'll have to invite me and Ryan out sometime, and we'll play with you and Sarah, and then we can try this because I've never played frisbee oh, golf.
0: Just be prepared to get addicted because it is the most fun thing. <laughs> like, I thought you
1: were going to say competitive. No, was, well,
0: like... I'm very competitive. Like <laughs> I, I, like this sport to me is now like my. I put a lot of time and effort into it Yeah, and I have a lot of open space where I live. Yeah. So I just go on practice. Oh, okay. like I just practice my throwing. Um, but we can go play Lakers. So Lakers yeah. is in Vernon. Do you yeah. remember the old, uh, the old pitch and putt Lakers down by Marshall down at Marshall Fields?
1: Uh, I've never been there, but I've heard of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they turned it into a Frisbee golf course a few years ago. Awesome. And so it's just wide open, really easy. Uh, we play there a lot too, but usually when the weather's like a bit nicer, yeah. um, but we prefer to play like the harder courses in the winter. Nice. Just a little bit, a little bit more fun,
1: a little more of a challenge. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Um, what else? Yeah. We, so we played Frisbee golf we went and had dinner with my family. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good day. Um, I wasn't sure how i would feel on mm-hmm. that day, you know, cause you know, I'm missing, missing a few very important people in my family now. And, uh, so I wasn't sure how I would feel that day, but I woke up and it's just the, the love, the birthday wishes, the text messages, you know, Facebook messages, all of that just like really made me feel like really good, you know, Yeah. like people were like, Hey, like, you know, have, you know, have a great day. And mm-hmm. I did, um, but yesterday, yesterday was a bit of a, of a, of a rough day. I had a lot of anxiety. Hmm. Um, not sure why not, you know, I can't pin it to any certain thing but I just I was very anxious yeah and uh it didn't it didn't it just stayed with me all day yeah and then today I felt better but um you know I think I think maybe after all the excitement and you have a bit of time to kind of reflect on things it was just yeah I I think that's maybe what it was but um trying to think other than that, I mean, it's we've just been busy with our apparel business. Uh, thank you to everyone who's supporting us right now and ordering Christmas gifts for friends and family, and like it's just it's been so awesome. Uh, we really appreciate all that support and, and love from everyone out there. So thank you for helping us out for the Christmas season. And uh, we hope everyone loves their gifts. And
1: I love my gift. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is so awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Of course. Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of nice when you, um, when you have something to offer friends and family. You know, mm-hmm. I, like now that we have this apparel business, we don't have to worry so much about going out and trying to find gifts for people. Yeah. We have an entire office full of gifts. right? <laughs> like it's just like, ah, uh, yeah, you, you can get a sweater and you can get a t-shirt and you can get a toque. And it's just, That's it's nice. nice. You know, it's yeah. just, it feels good to be able to, to give, um, give things like that to friends and family. Yeah. And they appreciate it too. So,
1: well, I definitely appreciate my gift. Thank Not you a so problem. Much, my
0: Not a problem. There's going to be lots more where that came
1: from. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I had a gift to bring for you and Jay today. And then I was so mad because, of course, my evening got all kerfuffled.
0: Right.
3: <laughs>
1: and then I got here and, you know, I told you about my dream that I had. Like, I had a dream last night that I forgot to put on deodorant before coming here. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, like getting into the driveway, opening the door, realizing, crap, I actually forgot to put on deodorant. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That was the weirdest thing.
0: You know what? Uh, just a uh, uh, tip that I can offer you that I do. Yeah. So I have deodorant in my bathroom. Yeah. I have deodorant in my vehicle yep. and I have deodorant in my backpack.
1: I usually have one in my purse. And of course, <laughs> I told you I switched my purses. Oh, but, that's
0: right. And I grabbed yes. the wrong
1: one, but I grabbed the one. I Like I didn't, I, I still had my wallet and stuff, right? But right. I was like, oh my God, I didn't switch my purse over.
0: The, the, so. the, the struggles of, of women... Uh, and purses right you have to pick one that matches
1: your outfit and you don't wear the same outfit every day you don't wear the same colors every day so you got to switch your purse
0: yeah i get it i mean i i understand it but it's like how much you know i i uh, you know do you believe in that old school rule of like you know as a man you're not supposed to go into a woman's purse or, or or touch anything in there
1: unless he has permission then yes yeah
0: right yeah okay so i still like i still kind of abide by that you know yeah. unless Sarah like I'm like Sarah will be like hey can you get something out of my purse I'm like am I allowed to it's <laughs> like, like going
1: into Wonderland oh yeah you don't know what's in there <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, you know it's like the the tickle trunk it right is. like <laughs> Mr. Tressa. <laughs> it
1: is it literally is like I, I mean I'm surprised at the things that I can fit into my purse and then when I whip them out in front of people they're like you had that in your purse
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, that's so good
0: so, you want to jump so, into Reservation Dogs?
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We have to talk about this. Can I just say how amazing Willie Jack is again? I said that our very first episode, I believe. And I just have to say that one more time. Willie Jack, you're my favorite. I'm with you. Yeah.
0: I, I And actually, the a lot of what I want to talk about is actually to do with Willie Jack. Oh, okay. And her, her character and just... Yeah. So, um... You know, I was going to, I kind of wanted to talk about episode, how many episodes are there? There's eight? Eight or nine. Yeah. Eight,
1: eight
0: or nine. I can't remember, but the last two episodes were pretty like, the second last episode was like heavy yeah. in terms of the, it shows a flashback of, of their friend, Daniel. Yeah. Um, when, um, Alora Alora found Daniel. Yeah. And, you know, that scene was something that I think a lot of us, um, can relate to mm-hmm. in the sense of like, I was thinking about uh, just in our community alone yeah. and I don't think there's anyone in our community who has not been affected by suicide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that was like, I appreciated that they showed that like they told kind of explained what happened to Daniel and, mm-hmm. um, because I think that that's one of those things. You and I have talked a lot about mental health. Yeah. And I think that it was like, it was a hard, it was hard to watch. Yeah. It was a really emotional scene.
1: Yeah. I had, um, I actually had to leave the room the first time I saw it. Right. Um, as somebody who has struggled with suicidal thoughts my whole life. And, and, and it is, it's, it's something that, some people say is, is a no, no, you don't talk about that, which makes people feel shame for when they do openly talk about it. Whereas now, uh, even with clients and stuff like, you know, doing the work that I do doesn't mean that I'm not a human and that I don't feel things. Um, doesn't mean I've got it all figured out, you know? Um, so when I'm able to relate with certain people about things, you know, you really, you really do feel that pain because you can understand where they're coming from. And where these thoughts can sometimes just blindside you, hit you out of nowhere. Yeah. And you could be having like a fabulous week and then all of a sudden one day something triggers you and sets you off. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it's like that with mourning and depression. And um, when we talk about suicide, there are things like emotional aspects that people skip over completely.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, I was curious your thoughts on this, but in, in my opinion, I think that like, while mental health, while struggles of mental health is already stigmatized in, in terms of like men talking about what's going on in their world. Mm -hmm. Um, I think suicide is a level above that. Yeah. I think, and, and I don't just mean for men, I mean for anyone. Yeah. Like it's really hard, really hard to talk about something that big. It is Um, with anyone because you're so, I don't know, like I I, I don't, I I don't know how to explain it, but I, I, I just feel like it's something that is like, you are, you are going to be so vulnerable Mm -hmm. in talking about suicidal thoughts or what you're dealing with and why you maybe feel like you don't want to live or anything like that. Right. It's like, I feel like that is even more challenging to talk about than then just maybe, I don't want to say just, but you know, if it, if it was depression or anxiety, but like that yeah. to me is like a step up of, of,
1: and, of the rest. Well, and it's crazy too, cause I was, uh, you know, I was doing the dishes. I was watching one of the housewife shows and stuff. It was kind of just more like white noise, but you know, my bunny ears went up when I heard one of the housewives talking about how, uh, another housewife was saying, talking about it so openly, mm. but she talks about her story all the time and this other girl doesn't talk about her story all the time. Right. So it was a trigger for her and she ended up going to somebody else and just totally confiding and breaking down and just being like, you know, every time she talks so openly about it, it triggers me about when I attempted suicide and I don't talk about that with people because I was made to feel embarrassed about it. Okay. And that like I felt weak or that I felt, You know, like you go through these emotions or, and and where you feel judged, like you feel like people are judging you. And sometimes when you get to that point, you literally feel like everyone around you is better off without you because you feel like you're, you're putting so much on other people and it is, it's, it's like a guilty feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely had suicidal thoughts in my life. Mm Um, a few, yeah, uh. Definitely been a few times, um, but I, I kind of just remind myself of like how important it is to work through thoughts like that, and just I don't know. I'm such an optimistic, positive person that I kind of think that that side of my personality kind of takes over, and mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, buddy, hey, 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 hey.
1: But then people least suspect it from you. And that's the dangerous thing is when you are the least suspecting person, the person who's the happy go lucky, everybody loves you kind of thing. It's, it's something that people, if it were to ever happen, they would be like, I never would have known that. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely.
0: So So I I think, um, just going back, touching back on the reservation dogs. mm -hmm. So as you watch that episode and then you get into the final episode I think that it shows us something that I think we all, um, struggle with. And that is, you know, when they lost their friend, Daniel, Mm -hmm. I think how the storyline goes is that they lost their friend, Daniel, and they're like, fuck this, we're getting out of here. Yeah. Like th- I think that's how the storyline kind of went. It was.
1: They're like this place consumes people. It it destroys lives. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I actually I'm going to consult my notes here cuz I re- I took <laughs> notes cuz I really wanted to like address a few points yeah on here and um so Yeah, so that exact I had, I literally wrote that down. This place eats people. You fucking know that.
3: Yeah.
0: Right? That's what Willie Jack says. Mhm. Or no, sorry, not Willy Jack. Alora says that. Yeah, and um, so I think that like that, we have that mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of communities, a lot of Indigenous communities, are have that kind of ideology of mm-hmm. like, this place eats people. It's yeah. it's not a good place. Mm-hmm. We got to get out of here. Yeah, and so I think when you when you see that. I see it myself, yeah, in in our community. Mm-hmm. I see it all over the place in friends, communities and other uh, relatives who live far away. Um,
1: you think of all the escapism, like drugs and alcohol and uh, other forms of abuse, and then um, the nonstop party life, like I know probably at least once a day I will go on my Facebook scroll and I'll see one more person getting sober. One more person talking about their 90 days. One more person talking about their 30 days. One more person talking about their one week sober. Love that. And, you know, seeing stuff like that. It's like people, when they're dealing with those things, they're very aware. Yeah. But the pain that they need to cover up with what they're using sometimes outweighs the thought of I can like people are scared of success. They're scared of doing good. They're scared of their life changing because it's not that they're, they're comfortable being stagnant and being numb. It's that they fear the change.
0: It's what they know.
1: It's what they know. And they're scared. They're going to lose people around them. They're scared. They're there's, you know, that's one of the big things is that they're so scared at how different their life will be.
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I'm glad you said that because I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a, of a, on a, on, on a, a rant, rant here, okay. but um, <laughs> Cody rant, you know, it, it it's something that um, I think, I think a lot about mental health. I think a lot about our struggles. Um, and I think that, I think, I think about mental health almost every day. It's like in my forefront. It has mm-hmm. been for a long time. And I'm always trying to like sit back and reflect yeah. on moments of my life and moments of other people's lives that are close to me. And I truly, truly believe that if we had more people who can reach out, ask for help, address trauma, address Things that have that have impacted their life negatively. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, there's mental health. If we could learn if we can get past the stigma, if we can start making normalizing, bettering ourselves and talking about our problems and and resolving our issues and facing our fears of reliving traumatic events and moments. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not. But that fear if we can look past that fear if we can go beyond the fear mm-hmm. you will see a clear beautiful other side yeah. of of just calmness
1: like euphoric yes yes honestly 100% i can definitely relate to that feeling
0: yeah yeah and if more if more people could just push past just push a little bit further past that fear mm-hmm. I'm telling you the other side's beautiful yeah and it is something that if because if your mental health is suffering and we've said this before but it is affecting everyone around you mm-hmm. you know and if people are growing up and never addressing their mental health and addressing you know things that have that have impacted their life negatively, that get passed on yeah and so I just, I really believe that, you know, a lot of people talk about world issues and things that are wrong. To me, mental health is the issue.
1: It triggers so much with whatever's going on in the world. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like a chain reaction. A lot of things actually start from mental health. Like you think of some of the most powerful people in the world, they're fucking hungry for money all the time because they're never satisfied and always thirsty. Mm Mm-hmm and it's a thing it's a tra- it's a trauma thing maybe their parents never made them feel like they were good enough so they had to keep striving and striving and striving but deep down there's that hole in them still where they yeah. don't feel like they're good enough and i absolutely i absolutely love what you said about that because it is it's a one, it's a thing where you have to you have to be brave enough to push yourself yes and you have to be brave enough to um kind of step out of that shadow and it's called inner child work it's called inner child healing It's also called shadow work. I do shadow work with clients all the time. I've been doing it for years and it is, it's reliving those, it's revisiting, sorry, not reliving, but revisiting those traumas, Yes. going back, like talking to yourself as a child, talking yourself through it, like helping to understand, telling yourself you're going to be okay. You make it, you're going to be fine. Yeah. You're okay. You have to do that work because a lot of times it's those past things that hold us back where we maybe feel dirty or we feel like we can't forgive ourselves or we feel like we did something wrong and we can't heal from that trauma yep. or or somebody did something wrong to us it is it's all about going back revisiting and troubleshooting like brainstorming on it allowing yourself like when we did our meditation exercise right like i told you allow those thoughts to flow yeah because that is meditation you you can't try and control your thoughts that's that defeats the purpose you need <laughs> yeah. to allow them to come in yep and it's the same thing while you're doing this kind of work is you sit there with your thoughts and you let them go through your mind and it's like it's like it's like dropping a sucker in a cat bed and you have to pick up the sucker and you have to pick off all the tiny hairs that's <laughs> yeah. what soul work is like it's like every time Ooh. you think you're done you turn the sucker around and you're like well fuck <laughs> now there's like a whole other sweater on the back of this lollipop
0: i like that analogy <laughs> that's a that's really good
1: i came up with that on the spot but it's literally that's what it's like yeah yeah
0: wow i never thought of it and that you're never way.
1: done doing your soul work
0: that's just it mm-hmm. it's 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 a continual process That
1: we continue to learn.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So going just, so going on the the last episode of reservation dogs. Right. So there's, you know, so the whole episode is basically about them. They, they got their money they needed and they're like, okay, we're good. We're leaving. Mm -hmm. Like, are you guys all ready? And, uh, Willie Jack. Right. Um, so
1: loved that part.
0: So Willie Jack, uh, so they, they all meet up at their meeting spot. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, bear comes in and he says, he says something pretty cool. And he says, uh, he says, you know, hey, listen, you guys, I got to tell you something. I've been seeing a spirit for the last little <laughs> while. And she's like, what? You're dating a spirit? <laughs> and he's, she's like, "Hola!" And he's like, no, not like, no, like I've been see like having visions. <laughs> and she's like, oh, had me worried there for a minute. But, um, you know, and then Bear explains that, like the ancestor says that we have unfinished business. Yeah. Or I have unfinished business. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, and Willie Jack says, "Well, okay, like you know, she, he's like, I think the spirits tell me we have to go fight uh, the other crew, right?" And she's like, "Okay, well, you know, if the ancestors said, I guess we got to honor them, yeah, right?" And then they run over and <laughs> You're and go not
1: listening to the ancestors. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: right, exactly. So they run over and they're gonna go start this fight with with the other group, and then the uh, the you know the tornado hits. Yeah. Um. But I I think about that scene of like, you know, when the spirit came and visited bear and said, you have unfinished business mm-hmm. and the whole preface is like, they want to leave.
3: Yeah.
0: And he's like, no, you have unfinished business. Yeah. So, you know, you watch the entire episode and sorry, spoiler alerts for everyone. A little late in the show to be I saying this. Say,
1: Jay, did you catch up yet? Aww, oh Jay. man, I'm so sorry,
0: dude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Watch it anyway. You'll still enjoy it. I promise. Yeah. Um, but that mentality, I've seen it in, in our own community, in a lot of other uh, communities yeah. where people want to get out, Yeah. right? Like they see the, you know, that what's going on and they don't, they don't like what they see. And mm-hmm. they're like, I, I got to get out of here. I mm-hmm. got to, I want to. I want to grow. That, I want to grow. Yeah. And even though, um, uh, even though like I left, but I didn't leave because like I didn't leave because I didn't like the reservation or I didn't like what I was seeing in our community. I just wanted to see more of the world. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to I just saw an opportunity and I you wanted to You did
1: come back a different person though is what you did say. And things were different when you got back.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I grew yeah. so much. Yeah. And so what I mean by all of this is to say that it is important to to grow. And, Mm -hmm. and if leaving allows you to grow, then that is, that's a good thing. Yeah. Now, when it, in terms of coming back, Mm -hmm. that's where things get a little bit different, different. Yeah. And, you know, I really like, I really love when I see people coming back to the community and getting involved and, and, you know, coming into jobs or volunteer positions and like trying to help move the community yeah. in in a more positive direction in a better direction yeah but at the same time sometimes it really it's really hard to watch um, people leave yeah and you're like you know you came back and now you're going again why are you going this time yeah and it's there's a lot of reasons yeah you know that that we know Um that can affect people staying or going and keeping jobs and and working Mm -hmm. within our community. But I think that it all boils down to mental health.
1: Yeah. 100%.
0: And people not dealing with their Mm -hmm. trauma, dealing with their negative impacts that they've faced in their life Mm -hmm. and they project it onto other people.
1: I totally understand that. Um, That was like one of the big reasons that I hardly ever returned to merit I had a lot of traumas there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it did it, it. really it severely impacted me. And like I grew up on the res in Merritt, but I loved being on the res I loved being there,
0: <laughs> but it was
1: in town where my traumas happened.
0: Uh yes, yes. So
1: it was it was always in town where my and you know like kids are kids are mean and whatever, and everybody's an asshole, I guess at that age. Um, but that's where it all kind of started for me, and it made me act out. And I would act out and I would go home and my parents would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it was just literally being trapped in toxicity. Yeah. Right. So it is like when you, what is that one saying? Ah, if a flower, (laughs) ah, (laughs) if a flower cannot grow, um, you change its environment. Yep. Yes. So. It was kind of like that where my mom you know noticed all these things with me and she's like, this is not how I raised you. this is not who you are. you need to get your shit together you gotta go get your shit together. That's right. So my dad thinking he would be she would she thought my dad would be a total hard ass on me uh, And anyway, I moved in with my dad and it was not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, I had a lot of fun, but you know what I really found myself when I left that environment. Yes. I, I found myself, I went from being a girl that I did not consider popular that I considered got bullied a lot that I was always getting nitpicked on Mm -hmm. to moving to Vernon to becoming one of the popular kids. And then Ah. also being like the bully of the bullies because Ah. I, because coming from where I came from, I was too scared to stand up to the bullies. Okay. And when I moved, that was my big, that was my mantra. Like you're a different person you will not allow yourself to be talked down to and you will not allow anybody to talk down to other people. Yeah. So I was the person on the bus. If I saw somebody getting bullied, I would go and sit with that person that was getting bullied and I'd turn around and, you know, like, be like, are we thrown down or are you going to shut up and turn around and leave this poor kid alone, (laughs) right? So toxic environments have a huge impact on mental health. Yeah. And I just... Yeah, like I, I couldn't agree more with you having to change and leave. Um, I've always wanted to go to Alberta to do my growing, okay. but it never pla- it never worked <laughs> out for me. Um, but I do have family members who say the same thing. Like they didn't, they love the Okanagan, but they need to grow, so they would leave.
0: So I'm yeah I'm when you when you leave the environment that you are most comfortable in, the only thing that you know mm-hmm. it's scary. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I moved across the fucking world. Yeah.
1: doesn't matter how much you hate your life where it is. You're comfortable with it. Yes. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) I, you know, like I, I still remember this day telling my parents, like I came to the decision that I was moving to China
1: and they were like,
3: what the fuck?
0: Yeah. Like, huh? Like, (laughs) you know, we expect you'd say you're going to move into town. You're going to move off the res or you might move to Kelowna, Kelowna. but like (laughs) China They thought I wouldn't last six months. Yeah. They thought I would be back within (laughs) half a year, eight years I spent in that country. And so the point I'm making is that it is, it is important to leave your comfort zone. It is Mm -hmm. important because I learned this by going to university that we don't learn until we reflect. Yeah. And if you don't have a chance to reflect, you're not going to learn. So, um, going, going back to the reservation dogs, um, there's a two other points that I wanted to address, uh, tie this all together. Yeah. One really cool thing that, uh, so you remember, uh, earlier episode when cheese that they're in the medical center and he ended up getting his eye exam done because oh like God, he's, yeah. he was just there and he's <laughs> like getting candy and she's like, Oh, you got to get an eye exam if you want candy. He's like. Okay, <laughs> so, but then he that that elder calls him into the room and says grandson, and he's just like, uh, and she's like, come here, you know, and then he just like hangs out with this elder for that episode, right? Yeah. So in this last episode, um, he's at her house. I yeah. think it's her house.
1: That was so cute.
0: <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I really need to tell you something. And she's like, what's that? And he says, I'm not your grandson and she says to him, you are my grandson, even if you're not. I love that. And that like hits so close to home because that as indigenous people is how we see each other. Mm -hmm. Whether we are related by blood or not, if you are a part of that community, you are family. You are a brother,
1: you're a sister, you're a cousin, you're an auntie, you're an uncle. Yes. You're a grandma, you're a grandpa. It doesn't matter what you actually are to those people.
3: Nope.
1: And that's why it gets so confusing for like non-Indigenous people to come into our community. They're (laughs) like, wait, you're married to so-and-so and and you're married to so-and-so, but y'all are cousins. It's like, well, no, not really. This Uh... is how, okay, okay. (laughs) let's go back to square one, trying to like- reiterate it all to them
0: (laughs) oh yeah like this is my this is my sister wait i thought you said you only had one sister oh i'm sorry my sister cousin
1: yeah my sister cousin (laughs) my sister cousin my cousin my auntie cousin
0: (laughs) yeah you know we we call there's so many people in the community who i call auntie who i call uncle yeah um i haven't dropped any grandma or grandpas on like you call my
1: grandma auntie I do. Yeah.
0: I've always called her Auntie. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, but that's what she is to me. Yeah. You know, and she calls me nephew. Yeah. And that's just how we do things. Yeah. And I fucking love it. I love that there's so much love. Yes. You know, like you just being at a, like being at a gathering or anything and you just see people, hey, Auntie, hey, uncle. Yeah. And now that we're getting older, when you see like the young ones
1: calling you, auntie calling and you, uncle. <laughs>
0: calling us auntie and uncle, right. And you're like, there's a certain pride to that.
1: You, it does. It's a good, it's like a heartwarming feeling. Yes. Your grinchy heart grows three sizes that day.
0: Maybe even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that really resonated with me. And then the last point um, is when they're all in the church Yeah. and the tornadoes there and um, Willie Jack stands up. And she talks about her. Uh, I apologize if I get choked up here, but she she talks about. Um, she stands up and says, "You know, I'm not leaving." Mm. And you know, it's my mom and dad's anniversary, and ever since um, ever since Daniel died, which was her cousin, yeah. uh, I haven't seen them happy. Mm-hmm. And I really, really thought about that with my parents. Mm -hmm. And when my older brother passed away Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and how much that impacted their relationship,
3: yeah,
0: the loss of a child. And even though Daniel wasn't their child, I'm sure it was, it was, he was like their child. He was like their child. Yeah. So, but the, the thing like that really like made me think about a lot of things in my life. But what she said at the very end was, she's like, I'm not leaving because they're not, they're not always going to be here. And I have so much more to learn from them. And that resonated with me so heavily because while it's important to get out and to experience other things in life, it's important to come home and it's important to be with your family because life is short and we don't know how much time we have with our family, with our loved ones.
1: You don't want to be filled with regret. Exactly. Sorry, I can't look at you without crying right now. (laughs) No, that's okay. That's okay. Um,
0: But that that really stuck with me. And, you know, I made the decision to leave for eight years and I missed out on a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the sacrifice that you have to think about when you're making those decisions, right? Yeah. And um, so I just... You know, with that, I, I, I just thought, you know, my mom has passed and you know, it's, I just have my dad now. And so the time that I spend with him is just like everything, everything now it's everything.
1: And you know, like how grateful he is for that. Right. Yeah. Like he is, he's, he's like a teddy bear man. Oh yeah. He, yeah. And honestly, like I can see how big of love you guys have for each other. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He, uh, Oh my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. He, like-
0: gave, he gave me this card. Um, so he got me a gift, a birthday gift. When we went out to dinner, he got me a card and a gift. And the card was just like real sentimental. Like, and then he, you know, he just kind of sh- uh, uh, shared how important and how grateful he is for for us like having that time yeah. together and, and helping him with everything. So, you know, that was, um, you know, I didn't think we could get closer. We're already very close, but I didn't think we could get closer, but we have. Yeah, you it's know? like
1: a milestone.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. I'm glad you guys have that kind of relationship. Yeah. It's important. And you know what? People people can say what they want about their parents and like what kind of negative relationships they have. Like everybody has different relationships with their parents. Right. But like, that's one thing that I've always been really grateful for too, is, you know, my mom and I used to fight like like crazy, and mm. I know it's because I was a pain in the ass, and uh, I will <laughs> fully nah. admit. I will fully admit I was a bit of a pain in the ass, and do I have my karma served to me with my oldest daughter? Absolutely, <laughs> I get it, and you know, and I think that really helped me to be more empathetic to my mom, right, and rebuild our relationship, and it really has. Like her and I used to have a hard time, and and it's so different now. Right. And it is, it's something where I've thought about that too. Like if I were to ever lose my parents, like I would never want it to be on a bad note, like, mm-hmm. you know, and so it is, it's, it's important to keep those relationships healthy and strong.
0: Yeah. Um, I, was, I would also say, you know, uh, on that note, you know, just always make sure you tell the people you love that you love them. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah. Um, don't ever go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. don't ever leave, don't ever get in a vehicle and drive away or anything like that without like you have to tell like if you're fighting with your spouse or your parents or anything just like you have to tell them that you love them yeah because you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and leaving things on bad terms that's something that is very hard for people to live with if something did happen mm-hmm. so you know my my advice is don't ever leave something too long. Yeah. Address it, fix it, try to overcome it.
1: Heal that drama.
0: Heal that drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um
1: Smudge don't judge.
0: Ooh, sounds like a shirt we should make.
1: It is a shirt actually. It's no Evo, it's way. EVOX 79. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Smudge don't judge. Smudge don't judge. I like
0: that. <laughs> I like that.
3: Yeah, it is a good one.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I I I just I'm I really love this show. And I hope that it goes on for a long time. I hope that it has longevity um, because it I really hope that it speaks to our indigenous youth and our honestly, our elders, our adults, our grown. I'm an adult now.
1: Yeah, (laughs) like it's truth and it's authentic. Yes. And it's it's the raw and real pain. Humor like it. It seriously touches on everything that is in a res, right down to their fricking health building, where it's almost impossible to go in and just talk to somebody right yeah. away. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> exactly. It it changes. It really changes your perspective on things when you see representation of you. Yes. On TV. Yes. And Accurate yes. representation. Yeah. Not uh, not appropriation.
1: Yes. Yeah, not that phony baloney mm.
0: stuff. We yep. don't like
1: that phony baloney. <laughs> so, um,
0: Speaking of phony baloney. What's up? Let's get into it. Oh,
1: yeah. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. We've been gearing up for this one um, ever since last week and recording episode four. We've been pretty jacked up to bring up some of the feedback that we got regarding episode four.
0: Yeah.
1: And let me just say the feedback was from a mixed background of people.
0: Oh, for real? It was
1: amazing. Okay. I I had blue collar people reaching out. I had hippie people reaching out. I had <laughs> I had the strong, resilient indigenous women reaching out. I had so many people reaching out and and lots of artists too. So love that. Things that they could really relate to. Yeah. Were I do that all the time when I said and and I even said it in my Instagram story today. I said, I In our last, in our last podcast, I was not trying to call anyone out and Mm -hmm. make you feel shame. If you felt that way, that's something you need to deal with, with you. Absolutely. 100%. If you're feeling shame, there's obviously something that you feel like you may have done wrong. So go and check on yourself with that. Go figure that out. But I, what I like to do is make you aware. I'm not here to shame you and be a culture vulture. I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to be that person. No, But I do want to make you aware that when you are purchasing uh, clothing from these companies that use indigenous inspired art, ask questions. For sure. Message those people who designed that t-shirt, who designed that logo, who designed that. That's indigenous art. Was it an indigenous person? And most of the time, some of these boutiques they are like, well, no. Yep. So it's indigenous inspired, but it's not indigenous. Okay. Thank you for letting me know that. And it's not that I boycott this company. Yeah. It's because maybe they didn't know better at the time, but I've just made them aware.
0: Yeah. Politely. And if you're, you know what, if you are inspired, yeah. label it yes fucking label that and say it yes
1: exactly and this is the thing too if you really enjoy indigenous art hire indigenous artists there are digital artists all over the place there they are just they have their web pages open ready to receive your email requesting that you purchase art from them yeah They are ready. They're like, let's go. Let's do this. I would love to help you represent with your company. Are you buying into indigenous artwork? This is amazing. Thank you for helping.
3: Yep. That's what
1: you will be received as. Not, oh, you blah, blah, blah person trying to come in and take my art. It's not going to be received that way at all. A lot of the indigenous companies or uh, companies that have partnered with indigenous people, like think of Nike. Nike and the N7. That's true, right? They, they hire indigenous artists to create these lines and it blows up. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like there is no reason that a non-indigenous company cannot purchase indigenous art to actually support indigenous art and not be inspired by indigenous art.
0: I totally agree. I just, just to give some context of like art cost Yes. You know, like my friend, Kari Morgan, shout out to Kari Morgan Designs. Yeah. Uh, uh, she is an amazing artist and she, her, her artwork, I was looking on her website because I was thinking of, um, I was thinking of reaching out to her to ask her if she would design uh, a sign for us yeah. for our podcast. Right. And um, I haven't I haven't spoke to her because I re- like she had announced how busy she is. But anyway, I was just looking on her on her site just to look at her artwork and see what she has. And like, yeah. we're talking like, you know, for a, a painting about that size, you know, thousand bucks. Yeah. And some people scoff at that. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that like people don't value indigenous art in the same way that they would value art from someone else yeah and so when they look at that and they're like what 800 bucks yeah. or, you know and i'm in my mind i'm like what do you mean like why would you even why are you second guessing that like mm-hmm. what what makes you think that that is any less valuable
1: that could be the than next what picasso. they're asking that could be the next picasso that could be the next van Gogh That's right it. there
0: yeah yeah So I I just think that the I think that there's a a really big issue with uh, this ideology of devaluing indigenous artwork
1: because there's so much inspired by indigenous out there and they do it for dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. That is the problem, and it does it takes away from actual indigenous artists.
0: Bingo. Mm -hmm. You know this like I don't you know I don't mind like sharing this you know shout out to Bonnie Miller yeah who uh, beaded this beautiful uh, medallion for me uh, you know, she gave this to me for a deal, Mm -hmm. 150 bucks. Nice. Right. It's beautiful. It is amazing beadwork. And that's a deal. I think anyone else would have paid 200 or more.
3: Yeah. Because she liked you.
0: Because she liked me. Yeah. So I got a deal.
3: Yeah.
0: And so, you know, I think that you have to understand that it's time Mm -hmm. you're paying for someone's time. Yeah. It's not just, oh, this painting. It's like, yeah, this painting or this medallion took me yeah. 50 hours yeah. to do. You're yeah. paying for someone's time.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is um, you got to think of it this way as well. Like, every native loves a good trade. Hey. So if you're going to come in and you think maybe, it's, maybe you're just a business that's just starting and you're not quite ready to splurge on artwork like that, maybe it's something you really would love to do, but you can't trade. We're, we're all about trades
0: all about it. You know
1: what I, I've, you know what I trade all the time, uh, with a lot of the stuff that I, I wear or I rep for other companies. Like I'll get, I'll get a certain discount on things, um, for posting certain pictures, making certain tags, doing certain things. Um, it's like marketing, right? Um, so there's, there's so many things that you can go about to support indigenous artists. Um, to help them get their names out there and also like it'll benefit you because you're not buying inspired stuff you're buying actual indigenous made things so if if those prices are too high for you like hey Strike up a good trade. Don't be a cheap ass.
3: Don't
0: be a shit ass. <laughs> Don't be a shit. Don't be a
1: shit, ass. <laughs> a shit ass. You know, be reasonable. Come up with a trade because if you are really genuinely interested in being an ally, working with, uh, having, developing partnerships yep. within the indigenous communities, talk about things that really interest us. For sure. Right. Speak our language. Oh yeah! You don't have to speak our language. Language it's one of the hardest languages uh, in the world to learn. Ye. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know what I mean. You know, like just say, hey, like if 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 I purchase this for from you, would you be able to give me this this kind of price, and then I'll do all this marketing and make sure I'm sending people to your page, right? Right? Like, there's trades that you can do like that. And it, we call them in the photography world, it's trade for post. Okay. Where, you know, like a makeup artist, a hairstylist, a dress designer, um, the photographer, they'll all go in on a special project together uh, and they'll each contribute to something where it's not like you're paying too far out of pocket for it, but you're collaborating. Right. We need more of that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, your uh, your uh, grandma, uh, she, uh, I, can't, I can't remember what it was. There was something... I think my uh, I can't re- I can't remember the context, but I, I think my parents were selling something and your and your grandma was interested in buying it. OK. And then she said, you know, would you be interested in trading? Yeah. And I was like. I mean, I'm like, it's if it was my thing, yes, I, I yeah. would be. But I think it's in this context, I think it's more of a financial. Yeah. Uh, need of a transaction than a mm. trade. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but your grandma taught, you know, she, we talked about trading and, you know, we've always said that if there's anything that, uh, um, if, you know, if there's something that we could do for each other, yeah, then let's do that. Yeah. Let's trade. Yeah. I'll help you and then you can help me do something. Yeah. And I would like to see more of that. I'd yeah. like to see more of us doing that trade mm-hmm. kind of uh, exchange because that's how traditionally we did it. 100%.
1: And, and it, it, it's not so much about like getting a leg up on anything at all. It's, it's all about like, I love and appreciate you. I love and appreciate your work Yep. and vice versa. Let's do something together. And that way we get to do what we love. And it's because sometimes when we do these things, when we make everything a job, we can lose our passion yeah. for things. Yeah. So, you know, you got to keep in mind to keep things lighthearted and keep things um, passionate yeah. as well. Um, but like with that, with the passion, going back to appropriation, yeah. Um, you know, if you ever, okay, this is real life. If you <laughs> ever sat down and attempted to beat a medallion, a necklace, a, a pair of earrings, you would see why they cost so much. I was getting pretty heavy into beating for yeah. a little while there over the summertime. It was my thing. I like to sit down, throw some music on, just vibe out all night. That Heck was my yeah. chill time learning. I was just learning and teaching myself and I loved it. Can I tell you how many times I fucking poked my fingers, dropped my <laughs> beads, knocked my tray over, said, fuck this, and crushed everything all together and threw it down. Do you know how many times I did? A lot. I did a lot. So when you're questioning somebody about, like, their high price, it's just like, do you know how many times I almost took my finger off trying to make that thing? Yeah. You know, there's things like that, right? So there's a lot of artistic patience mm. that goes into the into artwork and beating and you know making moccasins and any any form of like regalia and whatnot too um that was one thing that i kind of had a hard time with like when we were at the market yeah um seeing some of like the the witchy folk there with certain like having dream catchers hanging in their tents and stuff right. and it did make me a little uncomfortable um but i didn't you know, like get my finger in their face and scream at them about appropriation or anything. It was, it was more like I would sit down and pull or pull them aside and have that conversation with them and just be like, Hey, like who made that? Oh, you made it yourself. Oh, okay. Cause you know, like it, 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 it's a, it's a hard conversation to have because you don't want to come across like an asshole, Yeah. but you also like, sometimes you feel that like obligation, like I just came across this. Am I going to do like, you know, quote unquote, am I going to be a colonizer and just put my head down and walk away and accept it? Or am I going to take this chance to educate somebody? Yeah. Do you know what I did? What'd you do? I pulled the colonizer move and I put my head down and I walked away because I wasn't ready for that conversation.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you could be, it's, you can't just walk up and start screaming at people about things.
1: Some people do. I
0: mean, some people do. I mean, I'm not, I'm, How do I, I, what I mean to say is uh, you shouldn't, Mm -hmm. you can, but it's not the best way to go about things. Yeah. Um, I also, I just, I wanted to quickly say about beadwork, um, shout out to my auntie Marion. Yeah. Okay. So she, my grandma Wissa, for those of you who knew my grandma, grandma Wissa, um, she used to bead, uh, headdresses. Wow. Uh, big ones using like, uh, safety pins.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Right. So she'd make big headdresses and she'd use a smaller safety pins and makes little headdresses. Right. Yeah. And I had mentioned to my aunt a while ago about I was like, does grandma have any beadwork left? Like yeah. She passed away a long time ago. But I was like, does she have anything like I'd love to have something of grandma's. Yeah. And she says, I don't think so. Like, I think it's all been, you know, gone spoken for spoken for us. And, oh, OK, like, well, if you ever come across anything, you know, let me know. Yeah. Anyway, for my birthday, she uh, brought me a little beaded headdress.
3: Oh my gosh!
0: And she <laughs> said, "This isn't your grandma's. I made it, but I put. I did have some of your grandma's beads left. Oh, I made sure that a couple of them were involved in this headdress. So yeah. sentimental. Yeah. Aww, oh, Marion. She's so sweet. She is. She's I love Marion.
1: Ryan loves Marion too. We just uh, love her.
0: Yeah, you can't not love Auntie Marion. Right?
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do.
0: I love her. Um, but going back to uh, the appropriation and appreciation. So you said you got like a lot of feedback. Yes. So would you say it was more positive, negative? Was there anything that really stuck out? Stuck out. Studis. Out. Scoden. St-
3: <laughs> st- uh, was there anything? Maybe that's
0: maybe that's a new word. What? Uh, what did I just say? Stuck out. Stuck. Stuck out. But that's the word, though, isn't it? It is a word. Oh my stuck. god. Anyway, was there anything that stood out? Uh, stuck. <laughs> stuck out.
1: That's what you said. Stuck. <laughs> stuck.
0: There it is. Oh, okay, geez. there's another word for that the was vocab. Stuck. So is there anything that stuck out for you?
1: <laughs> um, There was, yeah. So I had one of my girlfriends reach out to me. She's somebody who's very involved in the witchy community, very spiritual, like super respectful of other cultures as well. She's super respectful to two-spirit and non-binary people. Um, she's a makeup artist. She's a maker. She wow. does reclaimed clothing. She's so amazing. Shout out to Lila. I freaking love Lila. And anyway, she sent me a message. She was like, you know, because I, I, you know, I do this thing where after our podcast, once Jay sends us the samples and stuff, I go and I listen. Yep. I fucking critique myself like crazy. What I, what I could do different. How I could speak differently. Um, what I'm learning. Right. It's yeah. all learning. Yeah. Um, And right in that moment, I had seen that I missed a message from Lila and I went back and then I was just like, Hey, like, did you get a chance to listen to the podcast? And she goes, yeah, I did. And I just, I kind of just went off with anxiety because I was like, was I offensive? Like, oh my gosh, like I didn't, I didn't think of all my friends who are involved in like the witchy community and these kinds of things. And I don't want to be offensive to them. Like I want to hold their hand and like, show them why certain things in our community is not is is not accepted. Right. You know, and she's like don't ever apologize for being authentic and speaking from your heart. Nope. And I just, I cried too. Cause I was like, okay, thank you. And like, I just, I don't want to ever be offensive to anybody because you know what, as indigenous people, we know all about that life. We've known it our whole lives. Absolutely. And people wonder like, you know, and I've said this many times before, people wonder why there's angry Indians out there. Have y'all checked your attitudes?
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> have, Are
1: you aware? Let's just say that. Um, But anyway, so she was saying that and then she even it sparked a conversation between her and her friend Ah. who is an indigenous beater and makes earrings. And Lila like immediately went and bought earrings from her. Okay. And she's like, I'm supporting my indigenous friends. I totally get what you're saying and how you said it, because we did say that we said, if you're going to be interested in the indigenous community, buy the authentic indigenous stuff, because we had our culture ripped away from us. So, when all these people who had nothing to do with our culture think that it's okay to put our culture on. Yeah. It's not okay because we just recently got granted those rights back That's to, right. a, to get back in touch with our culture. So why is it so free for you to walk on in and think that our culture is available to you when it just was made available to us again? That's right. Right.
0: Absolutely. There's uh you know I wanted to uh speaking of like indigenous like beadwork and and jewelry and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I would love to see um I would love to see you know how like in uh like when we we're talking about hip hop music and yeah. hip hop culture. Yeah. Uh I would love to see I'd love to see this normalized. I'd love to see like medallions rocked like
1: Well, we do. A lot of our a lot of our Indigenous artists, they're rocking all of their medallions and like they're really they're wearing their you know, like their granny scarves, their cook 'em scarves and they're rocking all the merch from all the indigenous makers as well and and I've, I've been really paying attention to indigenous music for quite a few years because I I've had my chance to go join people on the road and stuff like that. And yeah, and it, I never did. Cause you know, I'm a homebody, yeah. but, um, uh, but seeing how they actually are embracing their culture on stage, making it more known. Same with all the, like the female indigenous artists as well. They, it, there's no shame in rockin' our culture anymore it's beautiful it's fucking beautiful and i can see why people want a piece of it
0: (laughs) oh yeah so So are we so i think what we're trying to get to here is we're calling out businesses right
1: we're calling the businesses out
0: we're calling out those people who run businesses Mm -hmm. who bring in um indigenous Things, yeah. dream catchers. You can buy sweet grass bundles now. Yeah. And smudge bowls and, and yeah. holders and feathers and I went all this stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and it's not authentic. It yeah. is not.
1: And this is genuine. This is the thing with the businesses too. If you walk into a business and you see all this stuff, ask questions politely. You don't have to be an asshole about it. No. Nope. Ask polite questions. I did that just this weekend. And oh, yeah? i I did yeah i I went downtown with my with my bestie and we walked into this one shop because she wanted to check it out and we were walking around and i I noticed this whole like indigenous inspired section and I was like hmm and i something told me like just ask the question, Devin, what's he going to say? No. Right. Right. So I just, you know, bucked up and I walked over <laughs> and I was like, Hey, like who makes all this stuff? And I was like, is it, a, is it indigenous? Is it an indigenous maker? And he said, actually, yeah, we did have things in here that we realized were appropriation. Whoa. So we got rid of it and nice. we are now only buying or, uh, what is it? Um, what is it called when you when you've got it on display? Like we're only, uh, advertising Advertising and helping out those people who are truly indigenous making these things. So I was like, well, that's really awesome to hear. Thank
3: you.
0: Love that.
1: Yeah. And, um, that was really cool to walk in there and do that. Right. And, and I didn't, I wasn't an asshole about it. I didn't have to be an asshole. It was a genuine question from the heart and it was well received. Yeah. And then you get some people walking in, they're all hot headed. Like, where the fuck did you get that? And, oh, well, who made that blah, blah, blah. And then of course it's going to be like, oh, uh, uh, and you send the person into a fucking panic attack. <laughs>
0: like right.
1: no wonder why they're taking a bit of an attitude with you. They're on the defense, man. Like don't walk in there. Guns blazing. Yep. Just go in there with purpose and be kind. And that's what we need.
0: Absolutely. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's what it's, you know, you and I've talked so much about conversations such as this. Yeah. Um, and Talking to people about things right if Mm -hmm. if you see someone appropriating yeah speak to them. Yeah, don't scream and yell like we have to Try and work a bit harder uh, Within our within ourselves Mm -hmm. to be able to put aside our anger Mm -hmm. And I know it's not easy. No, it's not easy and I I do not blame anyone for the anger they feel inside of them For our colonial history and what has happened that being said, if we can learn to check our anger and just kind of speak more from the heart and, Mm -hmm. and address things that are um, when we see things that need to be called out. Yeah. I'm telling you, we're going to gain more allies, Mm -hmm. more understanding and more people who are like, Whoa, I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for helping me understand. Mm hmm. Because as soon as you get anger, raising your voice, swearing, any of that stuff, people go defensive instantly. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a defense mechanism. Yeah. So if we can learn how to talk more and yell less, um, we're gonna, we're gonna get further. (laughs) We're gonna get further.
1: Some people don't talk at all. They're just given the whole stare, the stoic stare down and it scares the shit out of people to the point. Like, it's like, what is wrong with that person?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um,
1: I, I totally agree with what you said and, um, it is, it's, it's a call out to our allies as well. Like just, just being aware.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> taking that time, taking that space. And, you know, I think, uh, when, you know, a few years ago, uh, when I was with my ex, um, you know, she was big on Etsy and buying stuff off Etsy and stuff. And, uh, like she called out a lot of people. hmm um, on Etsy and just kind of let him have it. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, Whoa, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, it was, it was, she just was so frustrated at what she seen over yeah. and over again. And like we said earlier, you know, you just gotta, if you're inspired by indigenous art, if you're inspired by indigenous culture, great. That's amazing. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah. But Put that in your goddamn profile. Yeah. Put that in your advertising. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you'd word it exactly, but as long as it's something along the lines of my work is indigenous inspired. Yeah. Now you've given yourself that buffer of saying, I acknowledge that I'm not of this community, but I'm inspired by their beauty and yeah. by their art and and you know, whatever. Yeah. Acknowledge it. Own it. Yeah. And you're not going to get in as much trouble than if you just try to like sell it as if you are indigenous when you're not
1: and brush it under the table and being like hope nobody notices
0: right yeah <laughs> or like,
1: asks questions <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly yeah um we got the uh we got the 10 minute warning
1: oh how long ago was that
0: <laughs> a couple moments ago Oh. <laughs>
1: great um but yeah like back to the feedback and stuff so i had my one girlfriend reach out that one really stuck out to me and i see i even saw them post a picture of her with the earrings on and stuff and the indigenous artist that she bought them from and i was like that is so cool yes girl go girl like i love seeing that and this is the other thing too is non-indigenous people they feel like, like posers or, uh, like colonizers trying to get in with the, with the indigenous people, a lot of times they are very hesitant to buy and actually wear and rep indigenous made things because of the accusations that they will face afterwards. Right. Um, I've, I've had that conversation with a couple people as well. They're like, you know what, every time I go to do it, it, and it's fear, it leads uh, fear holds them back by it too. Like I don't want to get made fun of for wearing a sitting bowl t shirt. I don't want to get made fun of for this and that and blah blah blah. It's like well, if somebody makes fun of you, like that's a that's a problem with them. Like they need to heal themselves. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with you as a non indigenous person buying something indigenous and wearing it if you have the intent to fully support that business. Yeah. So
0: Absolutely. Wear it, wear it with pride. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing I like, I thoroughly enjoy, uh, you know, I've met quite a few non-indigenous, uh, people, uh, rocking the buckskin patch,
1: Yes. you
0: know, and, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with, uh, what the buckskin movement is, uh, it's essentially a call to men to, do better and learn that, uh, you know, violence is never the answer Mm -hmm. that we are supposed to set good examples for our women and children and protect our women and children Mm -hmm. in community. So now it is not just an exclusive indigenous thing. It is for anyone and everyone, but it started as an indigenous, um, thing to bring awareness to, uh, violence and, um, you know, just, Trying to, uh, ensure that we are trying to do more to set good examples for, uh, our fellow men and yeah. women and children in, in community.
1: Yeah. I, before we end here, I just want to say like, uh, one shout out to crystal. She made this post today. And she talked about how she was calling herself back to her where she was like, I need to open myself to forgiveness. I need to open myself to this. I need to stop being so filled with rage. And I commented on her on her post and I said, we just talked about this in the podcast and I'm really uh, grateful that you are posting this because we need to share more of this. I was like, are you okay if I screenshot this and post it to our page? Cause I love it. She's like, I listened to the podcast. (laughs) I loved that. I loved what you guys said. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, you know what? My dreams of having the world be all sunshine, rainbows, holding hands, kumbaya. It seems like it's getting a lot closer. (laughs) It does. And you know what? That was my big thing. It's like, I just want to teach my fucking babies to love your fucking babies. Yeah. I'm not going to say fucking babies. <laughs> I want to teach my babies to love your babies. You Let's go. say it that way. Yeah. Sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um, but that's just the thing, right? Is we all get so involved in our cultures. And I, I talked to a, a beautiful Nordic witch, um, who's very immersed into her, her Nordic heritage. I talked to other people involved in their cultural practices and whatnot too. And we talk about gatekeeping. We talk about all that kind of stuff, Yeah. but ultimately what we, what the final, goal is is like why can't we all just love our cultures not fight over who's right and who's wrong yeah but just learn that we all have our own ways we're all going to do things this way or that way but it's okay to still love each other and be different
0: absolutely yeah. You know what else I was just thinking of? Maybe something we could do to help out our uh, some our our allies, mm-hmm. our uh, our and our fellow listeners right now is maybe you and I can uh, work together and we can throw out some websites and yeah. some accounts yes. of authentic indigenous beadwork artwork uh, where you can buy you know just some. Some stuff that's coming from uh, a direct source, okay. Of of an of an indigenous uh, maker maker.
1: Yeah, I love that. You I know? I think that's amazing. Um, like sharing to our Instagram stories. Yes. Uh, we can make a post about it, and then we'll tag all the businesses. We're probably gonna have to make a couple posts because sure. there's a lot of people that we could tag. Ooh, so
0: well, that brings me to a great idea for all of you listening now. If you have if you are uh, an indigenous business owner or if you have if you do beadwork or if you do anything, that's something you want to get more promotion or more uh, more eyes on or more traffic to let us know. Yeah, we'll shout you out
1: if you're a musician, if you're a dancer, if you are somebody who is coming up and you want your art out there, shout us out. Give us a shout Heck yeah. Yeah. Shout (laughs) us out.
0: (laughs) Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Mm -hmm. Um, This was another great episode. Yeah. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, We appreciate you as always.
1: And we will catch you again next week. If you can, if you haven't already, go back and listen from episode one, listen all the way through to this episode five, because you know what? This train It's a going and it's not going to stop. Nah. It's doing great. Well, we're going to take a little break after the holidays, but. We will. Yeah. But you know what? Everybody just jump on the intertribal train. It's all about peace and love here, baby.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. So everyone take care of yourself. Love each other and love your damn self.
1: Hell yes.
2: Peace out. White.
1: White.